Welcome to the Sailing to Success podcast, the show created exclusively for entrepreneurs and small business owners looking for a safe port in the storm of fast-paced business growth. Lindsay Phillips is the founder of Smooth Sailing Online Support, a company dedicated to helping entrepreneurs and small business owners increase customer service, run their business more effectively, and increase their profits. Prepare to be inspired and learn some practical tips and strategies you can use in your business today. And now, welcome your host and captain for this 30-minute excursion, Lindsay Phillips. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Sailing to Success podcast. So this show was created exclusively for entrepreneurs and small business owners looking for a safe port in the storm. So my name is Lindsay Phillips, and I'm your host and captain for this 30-minute excursion. I am the founder and CEO of Smooth Sailing Online Support, a company dedicated to helping entrepreneurs and small business owners calm the choppy waters of fast-paced business growth. So you, of course, can check it out at ssonlinesupport.com. So this podcast is, I mean, obviously to motivate and inspire you to achieve more and be more productive, but really profitable and practical tips and business building strategies to boost your profits and grow your business. So today, I mean, it's such a popular um, topic and we all know uh, the role of blogs in marketing our businesses. So today I'm super excited to introduce Mike Alton. So he's the content marketing practitioner, award-winning blogger and author in St. Louis and the chief marketing officer at SiteSell. He's been working with websites and the internet since around the early 90s and is quite active on all of the major social networks. He teaches a holistic approach to content marketing that leverages blog content, social media, and SEO to drive traffic, generate leads, of course, and convert those leads, most importantly, into sales. He's also the author of the unofficial book on Hootsuite, which is the number one tool for social media management, and the ultimate guide to the perfect LinkedIn profile. And this is a tongue twister. It is blog promotionology, <laughs> the art and science of blog promotion. That's a hard word to say, Mike. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so thanks so much for coming on to my podcast. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. And, and I introduction and I love how you talk about this is going to be hard fast useful practical tips uh, because you know if you're listening hang on to your hats because this is going to be a bit of a fire hose of information today Woo-hoo! love it <laughs> I know I'm all about things that are practical I mean it's good to be philosophical and you know talk about theories for you know a, a view from the sky so to speak but I'm like, give me some hard, fast tips that I can use today, and I'm a happy camper. <laughs> That's right. And, and that word that, that you're struggling with, I struggled to type it, um, but I invented it. It's called promotionology, and it's the, the art and science and the study of blog promotion. Love that. And I also love that you make up words because I do that. <laughs> and my friends and family look at me, they're like, that's not a word. I'm like, so? <laughs> I made it up. That's awesome. It's a good word. It says it all. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I have to be honest, I didn't, I didn't invent the concept, not even the concept, not, certainly not the concept of inventing words, but not even the concept <laughs> of, of, of promotionology because my good friend, Brian Kramer, uh, who is also a writer and author and presenter, um, has as a book and a mindset that he just teaches called shareology. 
Ooh. And I saw that and, and I've been talking about blog promotion for years and I saw that. I'm like, Oh, I like that. Yes. I'm going to steal that. And to be <laughs> fair, I asked him, is it okay if I said this, steal this? And he says, yeah, you can pay me a, a small fortune and exactly. then I'll be fine. So we're, we're all in the clear. Cool. So, um, so let's dive in and talk about blogs. I mean, yep. it's such a huge part of content marketing about, you know, establishing your expert status and about promoting your business. So when you say the art and science of blog promotion, um, kind of talk to us about, I guess the bent, like for those that may not know the main benefits of having a blog and what it can do for your business. Sure. And I talk about blogging quite specifically and literally because I happen to have a passion for writing. So I prefer to write. I love to write. Nice. Um, you know, if it's a Saturday afternoon and my girls are sleeping, I'm up in the office writing in all likelihood because it's something I personally enjoy. But in the greater scheme of content marketing, businesses and, and, and bloggers should understand that it doesn't necessarily have to be a written blog. It can be a podcast. This is content that we're creating right now. Yep. It can be images, it can be video, and video is all the rage right now. Mm -hmm. So if you struggle with writing, that's okay. There are ways around that. Um, but for me, that's my passion, so that's what I talk about. And I talk about <clears throat> how to create content and how to use that content in a way that establishes your authority, mm -hmm. it establishes a relationship with the people that you're talking to and teaching and helping, and it allows them to take a next step right? They either learn about you because they found a particular post that you wrote or, or a recording that you created and shared that answers a burning question that they have, or maybe even tells them that they had an issue that they didn't realize that they had. I mean, that's really the top of the funnel for many of us. Absolutely. Uh, depending on what it is that we're talking about and doing uh, is helping people or even coming to the conclusion ourselves that, wow, I didn't even realize I had that problem. Um, and now that you had that realization, okay, what's the next step? And that's what your blog can do for you is you, they can help you take people through that funnel. Now we call it a funnel in business speak and marketing speak because we like to visualize things. Your audience doesn't know they're going through a funnel. They're just having their questions answered. And that might be as simple as reading one article and then pick up a phone and calling you, or it might be stepping them through one article and then another article and then another article. And the writing of it's important, the strategizing of what it is that we're writing is important, but also the promoting. Because if people aren't coming to your content, they're, they're not going to read it. They can't find it. Totally. And it's amazing how many people are like, oh my God, blogs are so time consuming. <clears throat> kind of like, it, it, it's just extra. It's fluff. It's, it's like bonus material. Um, they don't really see kind of like the end goal for, for those people. What would you say you need to have blogs because if you don't blah, 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 you have to cold call 100 people a day. <laughs> Love that. That, that, I mean, to, to me, that's, yeah. uh, and, and that started blogging because I've done that. Yeah. I've done business development. I've done it for myself and I used to do it for clients. That's how I started working from home and never wanted to look back at a corporate job again. Mm -hmm. But I started by doing business development and picking up the phone and going through a spreadsheet and calling random people. Well, not really random. They were targeted, but you know, people I didn't know and trying to spark a conversation when they know the only reason I'm calling them is to ultimately make a sale. Yeah. 
that sucks. It does suck. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody likes to do no, that. They don't. No, no matter what they tell you, they don't like to do that. They might enjoy sales. They might enjoy conversations, but a cold call, really? So that's what I, a, a, for most people, for most businesses, that's what the blog replaces. Instead of outbound sales, it becomes inbound sales. You create the content, you create the lead magnets, you create the promotional activity and the social networking and everything that goes about uh, that comes with creating an online persona. And the leads come into you already warmed up. I know. Those are the conversations I like to have. Yeah. And that, and that's when you give people the alternative or you can do this or it's like, Hmm, logs seem so much easier all of a sudden. Yeah. It's, you know, and it's very low impact. Uh, personally, yeah. you know, there's, um, there's not a tremendous amount of pressure. No one's asking no. you to write a hundred blog posts a day. Um, no one's asking you to write two blog posts a day. Um, you know, you, you write at your own pace, you create whatever content you think is going to work and you use some tools to figure that out. Maybe uh, you can look at your analytics. If you've got some content already, you can see what's performing. You can look at the reaction that your readers have mm-hmm. um, and look at the number of traffic and leads and sales that you're getting out of your content and make pivots and changes, but it's all up to you. Um, and, and you're not having to have those kinds of awkward conversations. You don't have to have people hanging up on you over and over and over again. Yes. That's always a bonus. <laughs> <laughs> people click away and you don't feel the pain. That's right. <laughs> that's they're right. Clicking to you. So what would you say, like, what does a successful blog look like? Like, are there rules and guidelines, word count? I know some people prefer shorter blogs and some people say the longer blogs get read more. Um, what do you consider a successful blog? Yeah, I love it when people ask me this because I'm, I'm always reminded of Pirates of the Caribbean where they have their, their rules for being a pirate. And the, the Captain Barbosa and, and Captain Sparrow, I've always said, they're more like guidelines, really. Yeah. Right. There are no rules. There are no rules when it comes to blogging. Even better. There are industry standards. There are, there are truths that most of us have found and, and achieved, but it's not the same across the board. I'll give you an example. You know, there, there's this, this thought that every blog has to be a certain length. Mm. It's not a hundred percent true. It depends on your audience. It depends on your past history. It depends on your topic. Um, say, yeah. You know, it depends on how often you're blogging. I mean, there's so many of the variables that, you know, you've got a Seth Godin who has an established audience and he's written, you know, books, volumes and so on. So his blog posts are like a paragraph. Yeah. Right. But then again, I'm not Seth Godin. So I would not expect to be able <laughs> to write one paragraph blog posts and achieve any kind of success. No, it would be weird for me. I'd feel like it was half done. <laughs> yeah. So I just had this conversation yesterday with a client who was asking the exact same question. You know, how, how long should my blog mm. post be? And the best answer I can give for that particular question is they should be as long as they need to be to adequately answer the question. Like that. And I like, um, I don't know if you go to HubSpot a lot, but I like Mm. how they break up, same with Social Media Examiner, they break up the blog with a lot of visuals, call to actions, graphics, examples. Like it, it brings you into the article a lot, a lot more, I find, especially if it is naturally long, um, just content wise, but 
Yeah, that is absolutely the case. Um, and again, it's very much specific to your audience. HubSpot mm-hmm. is writing to business owners and marketers. And business owners and marketers do not want to read volumes of black text on white background. Like yeah. it's a, a manual, okay? So they need that. They need the paragraph breaks. They need the bullet points. They need the graphics, the calls to action. That's just, we inherently need that, or at least we've been conditioned to need that. <laughs> you know, that may be chicken and the egg, I don't know. Exactly. But, you know, that's, that's HubSpot understanding who they're talking to. Yeah. Um, if you are talking to periodontists, they might not need that. No. I don't know. Um, you know, they might really want you to get to the point and give them the facts and give them the statistics and, and break it down and be as detailed as you possibly can because they want that technical level of, of detail. I don't know. That's and something that funny. each business needs to explore. Yeah. And I've never really thought about it before until we started talking about it. It's like if I'm on, you know, Facebook or whatever and I'm, you know, my own personal interests or, you know, personal growth or whatever it may be, parenting, um, if I'm looking at a blog article that's related to that, I find too many graphics and, and breakups. I find that annoying. I'm just like, I just want to read the article. I almost feel like it's more intimate sort of if it's a full article, like someone's writing that to me where if, if there's too many graphics and pictures, I just get irritated and I just like, okay, let, let me get to the, the meat of the matter. Yeah, that's a really good point because your personal preference really is your personal preference. Yeah. You know, and as a blogger or a business owner who has a blog, um, it's, it's hard. It's a challenge to figure that out. And we have to go into it with the realization that it's not possible for us to create content that makes everybody happy. Oh, totally. You know, there are people out there that are doing a bang up job creating video. Like Amy Schmidauer creates these beautiful short videos that, that teach us about marketing and video and everything like that. I hate video. Personally, I don't want to watch video. I oh, don't yeah? want to. I don't want the audio. Yeah. I want to read. I want to read in quietness right. and silence. Like right, so you connect to it. That's right. You know, so people who only communicate via video are going to have a hard time reaching me personally. Yeah, that's true. But I'm not everybody. In fact, I'm a, I know I'm a minority in that regard. Um, so one of the, um, another great feature or aspect of what makes a successful blog is having some variety yeah. the kinds of content that you're creating and sharing. You know, in some of your blog posts, embed some video, create some unique video, uh, you know, have some that are longer, have some that are shorter, have some that have lots of graphics, have some that have almost no graphics. That's where testing is really key too. I mean, try it, mix it up and just kind of see what resonates the best. Absolutely. I mean, that's why I started referring to myself as a, as a content marketing practitioner, partly because I'm not really trying to get a lot of clients. So I don't need to have a very specific title. I can say whatever I want. <laughs> so I, I came up with this. Another thing that I invented, right? The content marketing practitioner, because I'm using content marketing, but I'm always testing and I'm always practicing yeah. and I'm always experimenting. And it's, it's something where I actually have in my Evernote a note that details all of the current experiments that I have going on right now. Because there's like a dozen. You know, some of them are, are tools yeah. that I'm testing. Some of them are techniques that I'm testing. Um, and, you know, it's gotten to the point where, I, you know, I'm getting older and I need, I need to document this stuff or I'm going to forget what it is. Oh, I'm totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd be lost without my teamwork. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Oh, are you still there? Yep, I'm here. Oh, sorry. I thought you cut out for a minute there. <laughs> um, now, I saw in your website there, you were talking about content upgrades. What do you mean by that? Content upgrade. It's a great question. And it's an excellent t um, technique. Okay. that uh, everyone should try and it's going to be very successful for most businesses and blogs. And the idea is that you've got an article that you've written, a piece of content, and you're publishing it as a blog post. And in addition to that, you're offering the reader something to download and of course in exchange for their email address. So this is lead generation, right? And it's not a straight up ebook that you're just putting out there. That's a little bit different. Most people, they'll create a, a, a good ebook and they'll you know, put an ad in their sidebar, or they'll create a pop-up or something like that, some kind of campaign to promote the ebook. And that's, this isn't that. This is, I've created a 3,000 word article and I'm gonna give you the article for free right there, but I'm also gonna give you the option to have a PDF of that article emailed to you in case that's more convenient for you. Gotcha or I might create this long article. It doesn't have to be 3,000 words, whatever, whatever <laughs> length again makes sense. But I might create this article and I might be talking about, um, you know, how to make sure you're, you're promoting your content and all the different social media groups that you're a part of. Not, not networks, individual groups, Facebook groups, Google Plus communities, and so on. And I might offer for you for free, although in exchange for your email address, a worksheet that I've created it helps you keep track of the groups that your members in and and what kinds of content you share there and when you've shared it so something obviously relatable to the blog that's like an extra thing that they obviously you're going to get their email address for right and now you know to take that a step higher in terms of strategic value you asked you know what does a successful blog looks like a successful blog is a blog where there's an understanding of what kinds of content your target audience wants. And I mean, people who are prospects, really yeah. good prospects. And you're creating pieces of content and you're creating these kinds of upgrades and lead generation offers where you know for a fact, if somebody hits that button and signs up to receive that offer, they're an ideal customer. Totally. They're self-identifying to you as the blog writer and business owner. Hey, you know, I actually do have this problem and I actually am looking for help on this. Yeah. And if you tag it correctly, you can really target them um, for that specific problem and kind of nurture them and give them more emails to kind of pull them further into the funnel for sure. Right. And again, you know, to further elaborate on what makes a successful blog, what we're, what we're kind of hinting at, which has nothing to do with the blog writing itself, is having successful email programs. Yes. You know, you can't have a successful blog and not be doing anything to build up your email list. That makes sense. You have to do that. So, you know, if you're listening, you know, make here. sure that you are giving every one of your readers an opportunity, multiple opportunities, really, yes. to join and, and subscribe to your email list. If you can give them an incentive, that's going to be even more effective. And when you do that, you want to set it up using MailChimp or AWeber or whomever so that when they sign up to get that particular offer, they're in a particular group now. And you can segment emails to that group if you need to. You know, if you're a business that has multiple services, 
you're going to want to create multiple pieces of content that focus on those different services and have content upgrades for those different pieces of content. So that way people who are showing an interest in one particular area, you can market to them knowing that they have that interest and you're not including other people who have indicated to you that they have completely different interests. Yeah. And it that's gets a lot complex. Yeah. And it's and like you said, it's good to have multiple kind of opt-ins so that, you know, what one person likes, the other person wouldn't, or they're just not at that level in their business, or it just doesn't apply. Yep. And, and again, this is something that, that I'm, you know, testing extensively right now. I use a, a tool called Sumo Me, and they have a number of different kinds of ways to give your visitors offers. And they can be very, very targeted offers or more general offers. And you can put them into all kinds of different buckets. And you can even split test the offers side by side. Um, you know, so if 10 people go to a page, five people see one offer, the other five people see a different offer, and you can compare performance simultaneously. Um, so it's, it's pretty uh, interesting what you can discover at um, that point. Yeah. Instead of taking it for granted and then saying, Hey, this doesn't work. So let's move on to something else. It's right. And same with Facebook ads, all the different testing and what mm -hmm. works and what mm -hmm. doesn't. So obviously you use Sumo Me. Are there any other tools that you recommend um, for our bloggers out there? Oh my, yes. I'm sure you have a long list. <laughs> I have a very, very long list. And, and you know, some of them are uh, related to the blog itself, some yeah. are related to social and, and email. Um, and a lot of them I'm testing. A lot of them are a little bit niche. You know, and I'll give you a great example is Tailwind. Uh, Tailwind is, is one of the best tools I've found for Pinterest. Oh, okay. But if you're not using Pinterest, you don't yeah. need Tailwind, right? Uh, or even if you're only just casually using Pinterest, you, you still don't need Tailwind. No. I, I would say that most content creators should be at least testing Pinterest uh, and giving it a serious test, which means you know, using a tool like Tailwind. Because what Tailwind enables you to do is um, certainly schedule pins. That's what they're, what they're well known for at this point. Um, you can set up 5, 10, 20 different time slots throughout the day, different time slots for different days, and Tailwind helps you figure out what those should look like, and have pins going out at all these different time slots. And this can be a mix of event and pins from other sites. Yeah. On topic, you know, so you can have boards set up within Pinterest, uh, focusing on the different topics and different areas and different audiences, uh, related industries, um, and have a nice broad spectrum of, of information that you're sharing regularly. And Tailwind can actually help you find all of that. You might have a particular board on a particular topic within your space, and you can tell Tailwind, I want to work on this board today. So you select that board and Tailwind can surface for you other pins related to what you've already been pinning to that board. And you can even sort them by popularity, trending, relevant, you know, different kinds of criteria so that you can make sure that out of all the content that you could be sharing to a particular board, what you're sharing is really good. Other people have already yeah, you know, exactly. demonstrated that they like that particular piece of content. It's proven. So that's an, that's an example of kind of a more, a very specific tool. Uh, I already mentioned Evernote. That's Evernote's what I use for all my writing. Oh, right on. Yeah. I, um, I, I started doing this a few years ago. I found myself outside the house all the time in, in, in the 
the car, driving, shopping, wherever. Yeah. And a, an idea would come to me for some blog content, for a blog post. Well, by the time I got home, I would have forgotten <laughs> that brilliant idea. I would be a world-class blogger today if I'd have been recording all those ideas. <laughs> So, you know, it occurred to me I should be recording this stuff. And Evernote is what I love the best. And there are are alternatives. But with Evernote, as you probably know, you've got an app on your phone and a desktop app, and they sync. So I can be in the car. I'm not literally driving, right? But I can be in the car um, and, or, or someplace and have an idea, and I can put it into my Evernote, just the idea or whatever it is that I want to you know, record. And then later on, I can come back to my desktop, my laptop, and expand on the idea. Perfect. I yes, can even record... Uh, you know, I, I can do a voice recording into Evernote if I don't want to type, or maybe I am driving, um, you know, but I, I want to get this idea captured. Cool. Yeah, I didn't know I did the voice recording. Yeah, and, and that's something, you know, because what, um, what I end up doing is I like to drive. I prefer to drive over flying. So I end up doing a lot of cross-country driving over the, throughout the, over the months and years. And so, yeah, I'll be, you know, the kids and the wife will be asleep and I'm behind the wheel, <laughs> you know, just left alone to my own thoughts yep. and I'll be thinking about <laughs> my business, my blog. I'll be listening to something. Um, one of the things that I talk about a lot is this idea that as, as a serious blogger, you need to develop something called a blogger's mindset where as you're going through life and you're talking to clients and you're listening to other presentations and you're reading books and everything, part of your brain is always thinking about what it is that you're listening and seeing if that might apply to what you're, what you're talking about yourself. You know, would that make a good blog post? Yes. I do that sometimes. <laughs> and videos, if I'm working on things and I'm like, Hey, wait a second, that would make a good video. And I file it for later. <laughs> that's Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. You know, I'm, uh, I almost hate to admit this, but I'll be sitting in church and, and listening to my pastor. <laughs> and this guy is, is one of the best teachers I've ever heard. And, and I, I get so inspired at multiple levels coming out of here because I, a part of me is listening to what he's saying. I, yeah, you know, <laughs> I really am listening. But part of me is saying, wow, that was really effective, what he just did. Yeah. You know, and some of it's only applicable to a live performance, a live presentation, you know, but, you know, other things that he does, he, he weaves in pop culture remarkably well. Um, you know, he weaves in quotes, not just, you know, religious, but secular quotes, um, you know, and he does things that, you know, I'm like, wow, I, I need to either write about that or incorporate that into my writing. Um, so, yeah, so Evernote is great for that. And I'll people, you know, you find things from life, but it can be applied to business or success or, or whatever. You just put a different spin on it. And yep. Yeah. I remember I was uh, at my son's hockey game and all of a sudden it came to me how, you know, we're teaching Tyler to do this, that, and the other, and how they're working together and scoring. And, and all of a sudden this blog idea came to my brain about how, you know, business success correlates with hockey and, and hockey strategy and, <laughs> Anyways, I quickly wrote some notes on some scrap pieces of paper, <laughs> and I took yeah. it. Then I made it into a blog. But yeah, some odd things in the middle of you know the day when you're out and about doing whatever. 
Yeah, and like any blog post, sometimes they fly and sometimes yeah. they don't. You know, yeah. sometimes they never make it out of that initial idea stage. Uh, <laughs> sometimes you take it all the way to the publish and it still doesn't work. Um, and I've but it's fun. written plenty of those. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely fun. It's definitely it, it helps you never run out of ideas. Yes. And, and that's really the reason why I wanted to start using Evernote and the why, reason why I talk about it. If I go into Evernote right now, I have blog posts that are finished. They're ready to go and I haven't published them. And it might be weeks before I do. I've got blog posts that are half written and I can just jump into them and finish yeah. them if I feel yeah. like it. And I've got hundreds, literally hundreds of ideas, actual real ideas of things that I could write about based on what I've already written about, which means I am never staring at a white screen wondering what it is I'm going to blog about today. Yes, no. I haven't done that in eight years. So do you write blogs for other people, Mike? I do. Not a lot because you know, part of the enjoyment that I get is being able to write about the topics that I enjoy. Yeah. And I tried writing about totally unrelated topics and I absolutely hated it. You know, I, I had a client <laughs> that, inspiring. that but he was a, um, he, he sold fences in, in the Boston area. And, uh, and he was paying me to consult him and I was teaching different things and he wanted s some blog content. So I wrote about fence laws for pools in each of the different uh, small communities that he serviced. That's a dry topic. <laughs> Holy cow. That was awful. Oh, <laughs> so bad. That's technical writing. It's like, oh. Yeah. I mean, it was very, I mean, it, it worked well for him, yeah. you know, because he's going, you know, what he wants to do is install pools or, or install fences around, around pools and around properties and so on. So if somebody in Salem, Massachusetts is thinking about, putting in a pool, they could do a Google search on Salem, Massachusetts pool laws and his fence installation company's site. And that article I wrote is going to come up. Yeah. Um, you know, so it, it works for him. It works in that industry. Didn't work for me personally, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, so yeah, I've, yeah, I've, I've done that and, and I'm going to be doing it a little bit more. I think I, I yeah. And, uh, but I'm, I'm looking for ways to write about, marketing, online marketing, social yeah. media, blogging, the things that I really am passionate about. Well, things that you know well, right? You know, inside out. Yep. Hey, I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. um, what about those sites that where you like share your blog? Like there's tons, like viral content, buzz, there's, I can't remember all the other names of them, but you know, those types of sites where you like, you almost like pay for credits and you share other people's blogs and they share yours and yeah, I, for the most part, I like them. Um, they're not all above board, so you got to take each one individually. Yeah. But, you know, for instance, Triber. That's the one I was thinking Triber. of. Yeah, yeah. I love Triber. Um, and, and there's a lot of reasons why. Um, first of all, Triber is targeted. You know, and for those who don't know, you go into Triber, you sign up for a free account, you connect your Twitter profile. And then you connect your blog's RSS feed so that every time you publish a new blog post, Triber knows about it and imports it into the system uh, so that other people can share it. The next step you do is you begin to seek out tribes. And tribes are just groups. And you look for groups of people that are in your same niche. Mm -hmm. So in my case, I'm in hundreds of tribes that are all about blogging and social media and email marketing and SEO. 
right? Normal things that, that make sense to me because those people are doing the same thing that I'm doing. They're building audiences on Twitter and they're writing about these topics. And so it's very natural for us to share each other's content. And there's no, um, for Triborn specifically, there's no buying of credits or anything like that. You share or you don't. You yeah. share something interesting to you. And uh, the nice thing with Triber is it has built-in scheduling. So you tell Triber how often, you know, the, the minimum amount of time that you want in between something that you might share. And then you just look through your feed and you see what's been published most recently by the people you're, you're with. Um, it's funny in, in, in our industry, people tend to publish on Mondays. Um, you know, so if you go into Triber on a late Monday morning, early afternoon, you're going to see tons of fresh content nice. that was just published, you know, and that's good for you. And that's good for your audience, right? You know, I'm going in there. I'm, I'm seeing, you know, Peg Fitzpatrick's latest blog, Rebecca Radice's latest blog, uh, Neil Schaefer's latest blog, and I'm just queuing them up and hitting the, hitting the share button. And then th- those will go out to my Twitter feed automatically late in the day or the next day, depending on how much I have queued up. Perfect. Yeah. I haven't gone, I tried the viral content buzz and I just didn't like, there was like a whole approval processes for every post mm. and like, it just seemed complicated and kind of a little bit painful. So it's, um, it's still sitting in my inbox untouched. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love Triburn. In fact, um, you know, Tailwind's testing basically a Triber feature for Pinterest. Oh, cool! You know, Tailwind has tribes; it's in alpha right now. Um, but but you can put together your own little group of people. Yeah. And, you know, set up some pins that you want, uh, you would like them to share. You think they'd be interested, um, and then they can do the same thing, and you can share each other's stuff. It's great. That's awesome. And on the flip note, I've had a couple of um, you know people entering things in my contact form, which is obviously sales. And they're offering me to, you know, they'll share my blog, this and that way. And I can't remember how it was worded, but I asked my mastermind group about it. And someone said it's, you can get shut down or there were kind of warnings about kind of ignore those kind of spam type scenarios. Do you have any experience with that or? I don't think you know that what I, I mean? do. I'm not no, working I very well. Um, I, so somebody goes to your website and fills yeah. out your contact form on your site and offers to share or list your stuff. Yeah, but it was kind of, and then I, I remember they had a website. So I looked at the website. This is going back a few months, so I don't really remember it. But I remember I had a couple in a row where they wanted, oh, they liked what I wrote, blah, blah, blah. But it was worded in a way that whatever they're doing is frowned upon from Google or frowned upon by whoever. And I was warned not to go anywhere near them. And I just, I can't remember. Mm, okay. Well, I can see maybe from that off. perspective. I mean, if it's, if it's your own website, it can't be shut down. Um, it's your, you, you own it. I mean, unless you're on yeah. you know, a free blogger or something like that, you know, you, somebody else can't come in and shut you down. But it's certainly possible that if you have too many spammy links, you know, you could get a penalty from, from Google. Maybe uh, that's what it was. But you need a lot. Yeah. You know, I, one I, link I, from a spammy yeah. site isn't going to do anything because no. you don't generally have control over that. It's when you have thousands of links that Google has to assume you are openly trying to get those links in some way. Um, 
So, but yeah, maybe that's it. And maybe that's just something to be. Yeah. I don't remember the whole dealio, but so I guess that was a vague question. (laughs) (laughs) Then I haven't seen it. Um, I, most of my contact submissions are people who want to guest post. Yeah. No, totally. Uh, which is also spammy. Um, <laughs> since I specifically say I don't accept guest posts, they spam me anyways. Yeah. Uh, so already, I know, if I get the request, I already know they can't read. There you go. Right. <laughs> or follow direction. Um, you know, and I said, no, I, I only accept guest posts from, from people I have a relationship with. Yeah. If you're writing me out of the blue, it's probably because you want a link. Yeah, exactly. You're just, you're just doing it for the SEO, and I, I have no interest in that. Yeah, no, exactly. Your content's not going to be quality to begin with. So Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> well, our time is just about up. It went by fast. <laughs> it always does. Yeah, no, great tips. I really appreciate all that, and I hope the audience um, will get a lot out of uh, what we talked about and all the different pointers for blogging. Now, I know you have some great opt-ins um, on your site. Is there one in particular that you think my audience would um, – would really find useful. Yeah, the you know the topic that that uh, we we just don't have time to go into enough is is that blog promotion and the blog promotionology, and it's something that I talk about a lot because I think it's so important. It's something that most bloggers stop short, and they're really um, they're really missing out, and and they're selling themselves short because they'll take the time, sometimes hours, sometimes days, uh-huh. depending on, on their experience, to write and create that content, and then they don't do enough to promote it. Maybe they share it to their Facebook, maybe they tweet it out, and then they stop. And you don't have to. In fact, you you really shouldn't. Um, and for so many reasons, and there's so many different ways, not just to promote that content, but to uh, so that's what the blog promotionology is all about. And you can go to the socialmediahat.com and, and you can read the entire blog promotionology right there for free. You don't have to opt in if you don't want to. The opt-in is there if you want it emailed to you, just like we talked about before. Yeah. I think it's a 10,000 word article. Oh, wow. <laughs> so some people don't want to read that much. Uh, <laughs> And, and some people, um, they just like to be able to reference it. And, and yeah. I get that. That's really what the PDF is for. Anyway. Um, the PDF has nice clickable everything. Um, you know, so you can just go to the section you want to learn about today and then save the rest from the day. So you can download that there or you can get it as a Kindle, uh, you know, book for a few bucks on Amazon if you want. Uh, but the real point is just, you know, go to the socialmediahat.com, look up blog promotionology, or really just, you can do a search on blog promotion if you don't see it right away. And it'll be all right there for you and walk yourself through that bookmark it if you want and, and really take the time to understand all the different ways that you can spread that content out because it's all about the branding and authority uh, and lead generation that's going to come as a result of that activity. Perfect. That's awesome. So yeah, for everyone, of course, my link will, or that link, the socialmediahat.com will be on the show notes, of course. Uh, Well, thank you so much for being on my show, Mike. I really appreciate you taking the time. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Always love uh, talking blogging. (laughs) Rock on. Um, (laughs) Awesome. So that's that special episode of Sailing to Success podcast, folks. Um, So you can find this episode in the show notes um, and also my videos and my blogs. Um, at lindsayphillips.com. So until next time, folks, I wish you a productive and profitable week and may the winds always be at your back. 
You've been listening to the Sailing to Success podcast, the show created exclusively for entrepreneurs and small business owners looking for a safe port in the storm of fast-paced business growth. To make sure you don't miss a single profit-boosting show, subscribe to this podcast at iTunes and www.sailingtosuccesspodcast.com. To learn more about how Lindsay and her team can help you increase customer service, run your business more effectively, and increase your profits, go to www.ssonlinesupport.com. That's www.ssonlinesupport.com. Now go and implement what you've learned and come back next week for more Sailing to Success podcasts.